Hello, and welcome to episode 92 of the Knowledge is Power Hour. I'm Brian. I'm Christian. Is it 92 already? I didn't check. I, it could be wrong, but I think we're up there. Oh, consider me impressed. I didn't realize you guys had gotten that high. Good. Brian, and, was that you? Uh, yeah. Sorry, was I supposed to wait to be introduced? And welcome to the show. <laughs> We've got Mike Howison and guest. And guest. Alex Howison. Alex Howison. Yeah, Yes, uh, the two brothers, St. Louis, here to educate Brian and I about various things in life. To debate, I, to I, debate I, I would assume this, would, this will take on a debate debating nature debate. at some point, but I'd okay. like it to remain, debate, yeah. I'd like it to remain, yes, healthy and respectful, but. Longtime listeners might remember Mike from the Business of Love released in 2019 on Valentine's Day. Fun fact about that episode is my current girlfriend had listened to it before we started dating. And oh, really? Did you uh, say anything time, incriminating? I hope not because it, it seems the relationship seems to have worked. So yeah, yeah, I don't, for all those people who are like, hey, podcasting, it's a, it's a loser's game. It, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe you said something on that show that? that like she knew exactly how to play you though. Like if somebody read my diary and then, you know, tried to pretend that they were doing all the right moves and I'd be like, oh, wow, this, this was a farce. It was just because you knew the plays. You knew my playbook. Was she doing research on you, Brian? You know, that's part of the game. We research each other. Yeah, 2021, like, yes. That's Posts that they made. If you're a poster, then you are putting content out there for a future lover to consume. The majority of Hinge dates I've, I've gone on, I usually clarify like, by the way, did you stalk me? Because I stalked you. And it's always like, yeah, absolutely. Put <laughs> you up on Facebook, tried to find your Instagram. Everybody does it. It's, it's common knowledge now. You know what's, what's funny about this is I teach uh, sixth grade social studies and Every now and then in the middle of class, a student will be like, Mr. M, why is um, in your Google results, why is there something about uh, Twitter and LinkedIn and something about fantasy football? And I have to, in my head, be like, what the fuck is public? What, uh, what are they going to be able to access? And then yeah. like, after, I just ignore them. I say, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. I, Chinese I, feel philosophies. Like, I, <laughs> I definitely have like Googled myself to see if there's nothing horrible like yeah. definitely some other stuff comes up that's not like professional, but I'm like, you know what? It's not bad. It's not like me right. whipping my dick out or anything. It's like, okay. I, if a company sees this, they're like, all right, he's got a personality. That's fine. That's not a big deal. I did have to put some of my Snapchat stuff on private though. Just, to, you know, until until we get settled into a job, then- Good, then they good. Because those deserve to, um, you know, to breathe live. free air. Those are good I ones. Agree. Yeah, yes. Christian, when when your sixth graders find out about this podcast, you might get bean dadded. See- <laughs> that but what's, that is wait, a that? thing bean you remember dad? bean dad oh i saw people i saw like a article i didn't read it i don't know what happened he was one of the uh fallen warriors who's been canceled oh okay yeah he like made his daughter open a can of beans typical yeah i don't know it's stupid but was yeah it, this I, I podcast yeah it was on twitter yeah. this podcast comes up when people google me and i think that's fine i mean what sixth grader is going to listen to this garbage anyway um, to be honest, I still don't listen to podcasts like any podcast. Everyone's tried to send me to podcasts. I do not have the, it's like a mix of tension span and like OCD in a way where I know you're supposed to listen to podcasts and like, it's okay if you don't, you zone out for 10 seconds and you're like, you co- I like, can't do that. Like I have to rewind if I miss. A oh, really? And so it'll take me five hours to listen to a one hour podcast. Just like and you can't be me. doing anything while you listen. Right, sure. right. So, and, and so as soon as I do, I like zone out and I'm just in like a constant hellscape of being like, oh shit, I missed something. Oh shit, I missed something. Oh shit, I missed. I keep, it's no fun. Sorry, I'm not, am I allowed to swear on here? Sorry, I'm not sure if this is child friendly. Oh, well, we'll have our intern bleep it. Yeah, we know, we know Christian sixth graders won't be listening. So I think it's okay. 
Yeah, uh, all right, we're good. Mike, you mentioned your penis earlier. I do want to share that <laughs> when Christian and I originally had planned to record this, it was partially because I had a story about my penis, which involved okay. uh, jalapeno juice and a lot of pain that the aforementioned girlfriend of mine ended up calling me jalapenos for jalapenos ah, for a little nice. bit. But nice. since then, the so game Are you going to leave it as vague as that or are you going to get... We can get what? into it at the end. That could be a fun little uh, closer for us. Yeah, that's a way to keep people's attention here. Jesus. So after the irate yelling and me and Alex <laughs> being incredibly pretentious, stick around for Brian's story about the penis and the jalapenos. See, it's like you don't want to talk about it because it's kind of gross <laughs> and lewd. But then when it involves pain for me, it's less it's less disgusting. It's like, OK, that's kind of I wish right now I could skip to the end of this episode because I want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm know if excited. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm but saying yeah. I want to skip my own commentary. That's how good this sounds. You've had your own commentary for what, 10 months? What? We've all been I living just in general. We've been living with our own commentary. Like I've, I don't, I mean, I, don't, for other I, I haven't put much out there, put much out there recently. That's what I'm excited. I told them this in the, in the pre-session. So this is now getting officially on recording. The green room. I am, I am going to release my first thing ever in a year. Pump this up. Everybody who knows me, all your listeners, June, July, something like that. 2021. I'm putting out my first EP. It's going to be very yeah. vulnerable. Everybody listens. can be very sad. A lot of emotions, a lot of feelings. Yes. And I'm very nervous about it. Is exclusive. it released World under your exclusive. name or do you have an artist name? I think I'm just going to do my name. I have actually thought about that. Just because imagine trying to tell somebody that'd be such a nuisance to be like, hey, not that I you would expect anybody to tell anybody to listen to my stuff. But if they were to be like, hey, <laughs> check out a Mike Howison. They'd be like, uh, how do you spell that? Everybody's like, I have no idea how to get there. But so. if you named the artist Alex Howison. That would be... Probably just as hard to get to, but maybe a little bit more accessible. There are there are some weird uh, spellings of Mike, I guess, that you could get confused by. But <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow! If you happen to be listening to this, July twenty twenty one, it's H A U E I S E N. Find okay. me. Okay, for our future listeners who are listening in the summer, mm-hmm. um, congrats! The pandemic is over; it's all back to normal, and you can listen to Mike's music. I wish I could fast forward to that right now. Oh, good callback. All right, let's get let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah, so since the uh, jalapenos incident, GameStop stock has really gotten hot as well. And mm-hmm. we, Christian and I, contacted our resident stock market expert Mike and his brother, stock market expert Alex. Those are their names. For some stock comment- knowers, is that investors. Did, I, yeah. did I introduce that? I think I don't really need to go through the GameStop thing. Everybody's pretty I would, I would pretty not say aware. stock market knowers. I would say maybe perhaps more engaged in it than most average folks. Well, not and not like I don't know how. Not, not exactly. Not just problem with teachers, but yeah. taking I've taken classes in it. Yeah, we do this study. I for for reference, Alex has done this stuff. Alex is about to complete his medical doctorate. I think that's what MD stands for, MD, or something yeah, like that. Which is unrelated uh, to the stock market, but when you're a doctor, it's you're smarter you're, than you're smart. other people. I got I that. Am about we to don't complete. say that. I did take classes on finance though in yeah. college and lots of friends that are in finance. So I know, you know, I, I know plenty of stupid doctors, so I'm not, I'm not going to mm-hmm. you know, throw it straight mm-hmm. to the floor. I know plenty of stupid doctors. Uh, I'm about to finish I'm my uh, master of business administration from WashU and also a master of science in data analytics. So Whoa. I like this stuff. This stuff's fun. Science me. master. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that so that is funny. Now, Mike or Alex, one of you can take this. Can you just for the listeners at home, summarize the GameStop thing, a little intro in two sentences. I'll let Alex do it. I guarantee you I interrupt him within 20 seconds, but go ahead. <laughs> All right. GameStop is publicly traded in the stock market. And a couple, I'd say a couple months ago, 
hedge funds started shorting the stock. So I'll explain what shorting is. Shorting is betting against a stock price. So ordinarily, if you don't like a stock, if you own it, you just sell it. But if you want to actually bet against it, what you do is you go to a broker and you borrow shares and you sell those. And then you basically mm -hmm. owe the broker those shares back. And you're hoping that the share price drops and then you can fill that debt to the broker at a lower price. So it's a way to profit by betting against the stock. And it's not just hedge funds that can do it. Anyone can do it. It so, has been done many times in history before. I, like things like this, a short squeeze has happened before. This is not like an yeah. isolated incident. What I'm just people are doing this with say, what I'm going to preface and say, what's annoying yeah, is so, that when people have done it in the past, they've gotten a, a wag in the finger. Hey, that's illegal. Don't do that. We'll get to that. So right. hedge funds bet against the stock because they thought it was overvalued. You know, you look at GameStop as a company, it's a brick and mortar retailer in the time of COVID it's got stagnant revenues. It hasn't been profitable for years and they're thinking it's going to go bankrupt. So they bet against the stock. Mike would argue that that puts downward pressure on the stock and makes them more likely to go to bankruptcy. I would not agree. I think that if you think a stock is overvalued, you should be allowed to bet against it. Every country in the world allows short selling except for Russia. Mm. Because, you know, like the idea behind it is if you see something that's overvalued, if you see a bubble, like say the mortgage crisis, you should have the ability to bet against it. it keeps markets efficient and keeps markets. Honest. Okay. So they're shorting GameStop and then now Reddit comes in and what is, yes. what is Reddit doing? Hold on. So, for, for the, I just would just like to, I don't want him to put words in my mouth. I do not have a problem with shorting in general. <laughs> I think that shorting should be regulated to a, to certain volumes. You can, you can only right, short right, up right. to a certain so, percentage or in such large quantities. Yes. Yeah, just really quick. The reason I bring up the shorting sounds like Russia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, no, so they I've say you seen... can't short at all. They, they don't allow shorts at all. The, uh, yeah. And you, you see politicians now like AOC and Ted Cruz and like, oh, we should, uh, we should like put regulations on shorting. We should disallow it. I disagree. That's why I'm bringing up the shorting because I think people need to understand mm -hmm. what a bet against the stock is. Now, the thing with shorting is right. You're like borrowing shares. And so mm -hmm. sometimes when you're like trading shares between people, there's like a few day period when they're sort of like in limbo where it's like, has it gone from the seller to the buyer or anything like that? Clearinghouse. And, yeah. And hedge funds kept shorting this thing and they actually amassed a short interest, meaning how many of the shares of the stock are out in the market, how many of those shares were shorted above a hundred percent. So they kept shorting and shorting and shorting. And they, and eventually it was like every share that was out there was shorted. And then there were additional shares that were basically double shorted because they were in this kind of limbo thing at a clearinghouse. Reddit saw this. Reddit saw that they had a short interest of 140%. And what they decided to do was they said, if we drive the price up incredibly high, you can cause what's called a short squeeze. So if you think about shorting, right? You, you owe a share back. And if the, share, the price of that share actually rises, you're incurring more and more of a debt. And if it gets high enough, you actually have to basically post collateral. You have to because, say, okay, you because you borrowed much. a thing and exactly. you don't own that thing. So then you have to pay a lot more than you had borrowed it for. Right. Exactly. And it's exponential because by if everyone else is holding the shares, by buying the shares that are out there, that puts upward pressure on the price. That's creating more mm -hmm. demand. So the price is going so you essentially just keep digging yourself deeper into a hole. Exactly. Right? So Reddit's plan was we're just gonna boost the stock through the roof and force the hedge funds to buy back their shares and that'll keep boosting it. You can just create it's called a short squeeze. You may force it through the roof by buying shares. it up and causing more demand because exactly. more people want to buy it and then they saw and, it was and going the up. Hedge funds are forced to buy it. They have no other option. The brokers say, look, you're way too in debt, you have to post collateral. So okay. from, from a high yeah. very high level. Yes, that's right. Okay. okay. So so that sounds like power to the players to me. Right. That's where I would disagree. And a lot of the- So wrong, not right. Here's the deal. And here's, here's, so here's what I was saying in the beginning of this before we start recording. So I'm just going to re, re say this. What's very annoying is this is, this is pump and dump, right? This is, this is an illegal thing, exactly. which is fine. But it's been done in the past. 
And, you know, the SEC has not lost their minds over it like they are over this. So that's kind of annoying. Shush, don't interrupt me. I'm letting you Alex go. Is, I'm letting I want to talk here. So what's stupid is now, this is my worst nightmare. I said, hey, this is good. Hedge fund got caught with his you know, pants around its ankles. Some people found a way to, to fuck this over and fuck these people or get some money back. That's okay. At or it was point, their shorts think, around their ankles. Right. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Right, thank, good one, Brian. Very nice. Good. Their shorts good. around their ankles. Got stuck with this. Now this is turning into a gross. It's like, I was like, here's the best outcome and here's the worst outcome. The best outcome is people get interested in this. They read about it. They learn a little bit how the stock market works. They learn a little bit different ways that, that they can invest and they become investors or at least you know have a little faith in the stock market. The Knowledge is power. Happen, the worst thing that could happen and exactly what's going to happen is the first experience they'll have with the stock market. They'll get in at this high price. I mean, everybody, that's the thing. Everybody knows this will fall off a cliff. That's not a question. The question is just essentially kind of when and who's going to be what they call a bag holder. Who's the one that bought it at $500 mm-hmm. and is still has the share when it goes down to $10. I think at this point, that's going to be a lot of retail people. I think most of the hedge funds have gotten out of at least a good portion of their positions. And so what's, what's fucking annoying is that now people think that you can just do this pump and dump thing on anything. And a perfect example is AMC. So the whole point of a short squeeze is that you have a guaranteed buyer on the other end, right? Like you can drive the price up and there's somebody who has to buy that share. And the reason mm-hmm. it worked on GameStop is because there's a low just volume of shares. Like you can never pump and dump Apple because there's, I mean, a hundred, hundreds of millions of shares trading hands every single day. No one could ever amass the volume to pump and dump Apple. Mm-hmm. But people now seem to think, oh, hey, there's, there's some shorters on, uh, on AMC. Let's pump and dump AMC. There's still enough shares out there and there's not a high enough percentage of whatever they would call the short interest of the, the floated shares for anyone to be forced to buy that. So there's just going to be people buying at the top who are like, oh, this is, this is awesome. This is free money. This is a great bet. And they're going to be left holding the back. They're going to get screwed over. Perfect example. Everybody thinks they're getting hedge funds on this. There's a private equity firm. Look it up. Silver Lake, Silver Lake Capital. They, they call it the six- uh, deal of the year or the uh, yeah, yeah. Something. Amazing. deal of a lifetime. They, they tried to save, they tried to save AMC. They gave them 600, bought a $600 million stake. They were renegotiating all their debt, trying to give them essentially a leg. And now this stock got pumped up. They were in the hole, $600 million. Private equity, they're scum. I don't mind them losing money. It got pumped up and now they just sold all their stake for $750 million. Good job, retail investors. You really stuck it to the man. This isn't going to work. It's not going to get squeezed like GameStop still theoretically could potentially get squeezed. I theorize that a lot of the people who are shorting it now are everyday people, are people like me and Alex. Who would yeah, I was about to say, be like, this is silly. We should. You, you just said it's going to drop from wherever it is. I think last I saw it was like 320. Uh, you said it's going to drop to $10. Should I short GameStop? It's, it's, a, it's unbelievably about, expensive. How, how big is the bubble going to get, right? If you short now and it rises to 700, you're going to be in the short squeeze too. So yeah, and, that's, and you could get what's this called like margin calling, right? Like margin I mean, calling, you, yeah. you would have to short it by borrowing a share. And if the broker that you shorted it through says, hey, we need that share, you have to buy it back. Like you buy it and give it to us. That's getting margin calls. So people, you know, sell stuff on margin. And so do you, do you know how options work? Vaguely. I mean, I know what an option is. People people can do those and try and do like puts on it, but the premiums on them are absolutely insane right now. I mean, they're through the roof. They're like thousands and thousands of dollars. A put is a way to bet against a stock besides just buying or selling selling shares. But it's very expensive to do that right now because everyone knows this is a bubble. So everyone is buying puts. So it's extremely expensive to try to 
profit off this bubble by shorting it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, by the way, to see it, it not go to zero. It'll be similar to the Kodak thing, where Kodak was at $2, had this stupid bubble thing, ran up. It did, once everybody sold off and it fell off a cliff, it did weirdly kind of stabilize around $10. I mean, there's with every transaction, there has to be a buyer and there has to be a seller on the other end, unless it gets weird through the clearinghouse and it gets double shorted. That's where it got a little fucky here. But there has to be a buyer on the other end. So for some reason, there's, you know, just like stabilized around $10 where enough people decided I'm just, I'm just going to hold this. I can see GameStop stabilizing for some reason around we'll see, $15, $20. Just, so just because people are going to be like, what the heck? I'm holding it. What happens to these actual companies? Like AMC, that Silver Lake Capital, they bought in for $600 million, whatever. They're going to try to save AMC. But now they sold out. And so does that mean AMC is screwed, dead now? Yeah, so... I mean, like I is Kodak Kodak's at ten dollars now? Was it two? right? So, but they could Kodak Kodak in better shares. They could issue new shares to raise capital, but right oh, now none okay. of them have. I so mean, issuing well, new shares is a big deal. Usually, okay, a rising share yeah, price Mike. typically benefits a company you know, okay, if they already own a lot of their own shares. Like Apple owns a ton of its own shares, so rising share price is nice for them because they can resell those shares on the open market for a mm. lot higher valuation. Issuing new shares is a different thing. You actually have to like file with the SEC and right, okay. make an S1 and everything. My point is AMC and GameStop aren't history. My point is AMC and GameStop, the companies aren't benefiting from this unless they sell shares that they own. Yeah. So I don't think AMC or GameStop own a lot of their own stock. So there's rising share price. Like, yeah, it's it doesn't market, matter. But I don't think it does anything for them. Those shares are already out there. They don't see a dime of that unless they own their own some of their own stock and they can resell that. I'm not so yeah, the, sure. the value of their company doesn't even go up because they don't own their own stock. Right. I mean, they know, probably the do market, at, at least like the executive level. I mean, like the, the market cap rises, but the market, market cap rises, just but, what, but does what that feed through for. to cash for GameStop? Not really, unless they're actually, you know, are they able to avoid bankruptcy because their share price is super high? Not necessarily. If they're still unprofitable, losing money doesn't really help them unless hmm. they, they could, they could take stock. out loans against their, Sure, against the value of their against own shares, the value but their own shares. shares. But, yeah, but, yeah. All right, I think we're losing uh, listeners here. As a reminder, if you stay tuned to the end, you will hear about my jalapeno <laughs> penis. Well, so the other element to this that we should probably discuss is the freezing trading. Uh, yeah, yeah Robinhood. Yeah. Okay, Brian, you tell us what happened with Robinhood. What I saw was that, and it's possible that I am in this bubble of misinformation. It seems like everybody who I follow is not a financial expert, but seemed to have financial opinions. What I saw uh, online was that the regular Joe was making too much money. Robinhood didn't have money to support them or to pay out. So then they stopped trading on it under the guise of market volatility. And then a lot of people were frustrated and said it was market manipulation because the company that owns a large stake in Robinhood also owns a large stake in the hedge fund that shorted GameStop. Is that accurate? I would disagree. So we rewinded, we talked about the pump and dump thing. The fact that what they're doing is essentially a pump and dump. It's important to say that is illegal. Like, you know, Jordan Dolphin, the Wolf of Wall Street, he was caught for pump and dump. And that's why he went to jail. What is that? He was pump and dumping. So- Right, so if you buy it's a movie. stock, <laughs> it's a great movie, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. If you if you buy a stock, the intention with which you buy it matters, right? So if you're buying a stock because you think it's undervalued, that's okay. If you're buying a stock to manipulate the price of the stock, that's illegal. So if you look at what Wall Street Bets did, they said we don't think that GameStop is worth anything more than what it's trading at right now, but we can force a short squeeze by buying up shares and creating a bubble, and then you know. Mm-hmm. And then profit off that. Mm-hmm. that. You know that is by definition price manipulation. You're not buying this in the value of the company. You're trying to create a bubble to force a short squeeze. That's a pump and dump. Mm. The thing is, and what Mike would argue, and he's probably right, is that hedge funds have done this in the past 
not quite as blatantly. Yeah, and, well, and, and, not and small, yeah, they can you know maybe move it a few percentage points to their advantage, mind you. Like they can move it a percentage to their advantage. They can't do it like this, you know, thousands and thousands of percent. This is nuts. Yeah. And what I what I think what I it was saying what I think bothers me is that there have been a few instances in the past where people have gotten caught doing this. And I guess like what, what you could say, which is just true is, yeah, but it wasn't like all over the TV, all over the news. It wasn't like everybody knew about it. It was like, mm-hmm. a, all right, hey, you little fucker. Like that was, that was a- Slap that on was the a, wrist. That, that was a skeezy move. That's supposed to be illegal. Don't do it again. We're going to watch you. What's the SEC supposed to do in this instance? Say, hey, we're going to watch- Mm-hmm. Every we're gonna watch Reddit. It's, like, everyone, you know, pump it up. It's, it's blatant, and everyone in America knows about it. And everyone is supposed to just say, "Well, this is happening." But it's supposed to be illegal. Price manipulation like this is supposed to be illegal. It's just it's not always caught, and now everyone's kind of pissed because Main Street is doing it, and the SEC is now deciding to step in and, and enforce it when it doesn't always do so with hedge funds. And so that's that's uh-huh. what this whole like the I like the stock rallying cry is is being like it's essentially it's like. Yes, we know we're manipulating the stock, but we're saying it's under the guise of, I think it's worth $500. So that's yeah. why it's at 500. It's like, that's why I bought it for $500 because I like the stock. I think it's worth $500, even though, I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, all standard value like, is totally ridiculous. Like, we know that, but. You know, it's, it's a public forum where they explicitly stated, our goal is to pump the stock at this price up. You can say that's your rallying cry, but if your entire platform put that out as it's like mission statement, then you can't. And- the main Go guy, the down. guy, you know, who they user you slash deep fucking value. The guy when he started buying it at five dollars, I mean, he had been posting about it for months. Said, "I think this is a legitimately undervalued company. I think their balance sheet is strong. I think they have a good chance to turn it around and get into the esports market or something." I think he was legitimate. Now it's him, now man. it's gotten completely out of hand. Now it's gotten yeah, silly. At what point did it become market manipulation? And at what point was like, oh, let's kind of push back on this a little bit. I, I right right now it is, it is market manipulation, but what I said right now it is market manipulation. I don't know when sure. I can define that, that it started there. That was where it started. I th- it is I 100% when, now, when that post but... went up that says, guys, there's a huge short interest here. We should buy the stock up and pump it up. Boom. That's like your textbook. That's post went up and the next day it spiked, you know, 150, 200%. And you know, what sucks about all this is I was a wall street pets member since like six years ago when it was just a few hundred thousand people and it was so much fun. And now there's, Five million people. That that subreddit's ruined forever. I'm sure that's you guys have had experiences subreddits that just get ruined, and it's such a bummer. I love that community. That seems like I don't know. It seems like that this pump and dump. It's like free money. How is it not always happening if it's just a slap on the wrist? You know, hedge funds are so powerful. They have so much when, influence over. When the it's happened anyway. before, so like the one one example I could think of, Martin Shkreli did it. The pharma bro, the worst of the worst. He did it. With uh, currently was, dating, or maybe not anymore dating, but involved with a Mizzou grad. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard. I didn't. I never read that story, but I saw something about that. Whatever. Pretty smart guy, but I mean, he, he's the one that recognized this. There's, there's like a company that was going under. It was like a you know a pharmaceutical company had one drug that it said it was discontinuing bankrupting and he essentially noticed the thing where if he could buy a huge interest in the that was heavily short if he could buy a huge interest in the company that other people would catch wind of that and so he nuked the stock price up to forty dollars all the short people had to squeeze he made ten thousand percent thing the only reason he was able to do that is because that was an extremely small volume thing and because he has platform and capital capital and pull to do that to, to manipulate it like that he should have gone illegal he's in jail did he, he should have been in jail for did that he go to jail that. for that right yeah so, like, should have been in jail for that slap first. on the wrist wasn't sent to jail so right the sec it seems so subjective it. it's like you're doing this you're pumping and dumping it's like no i'm not you know you're saying i like the stock it i don't know it just seems also like it's nothing it's not real it's not like you 
crashed your car and killed a dog and it's like look the dog is dead you well, you're usually you, I know, you, just can't, you can't build up enough volume to significantly move a, a, a normally publicly traded stock just doesn't have enough volume it's hundreds of millions of shares switching hands every day you can get you know you can somehow rally 10 million people to buy a share and try and drive it up it's like all right, cool. That was 10% of the of the volume for the day. That really didn't have a huge and, effect on and, the price. And I know what you're saying. Like, how can you prove like the intention of a trade? Like if someone bought it, how can yeah. you prove it was? But the but the issue here is it's a public forum where they explicitly said, this is our goal. It's a pump and dump. So it's like, what do we all do? Just sit back and say, well, it's been done before and they haven't been caught. So we just allow it. Like it's bad for the market. If people think that this is going to be allowed for like, there's a reason pump and dump is, is not allowed. It still sometimes happens, but this is the most public example we've ever seen you can't expect the SEC and the brokers just to just sit back and watch it happen. Mm -hmm. It is mm -hmm. bad for the market, by the way, regardless of being like, whatever, the market overall, regardless of you being like, all right, it's taking from literally billionaires and giving it to everyday folks. That's good. Overall, this is going to be very bad for the market. They're already they're going to have to cover all of this. It's going to drop stuff down. It already dropped pretty good on Friday, but we'll see what the long-term fallout of it is. But this whole notion of mob pump and dump, mob, let's just all buy this is bad it's very bad long term and now they want to target silver which would be horrible for everybody it and it's like what what are you guys looking at like you're you're just like looking at one metric now and thinking that's the free money that's the free money answer or whatever it's like okay you found blackjack one time that's one hand you, you play mm -hmm. a thousand hands that's not gonna work like it's getting silly it, at this point it's a shame. yeah i don't know it just like it for me it always like i don't know anything about stocks or the stock market or like finance just in general yeah. rolls off my brain but like it's to me it, it's so hard for me to like think about this and envision it in my mind where it's like gamestop 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 and then i ask so does this like help gamestop and it's like no nah, it doesn't really matter it's like well then it's if it's not even connected to the company and then it's all of these like subjective like rules and like what's a share what I can't hold a share in my hand I don't know it's just hard for me to like think about and then when this hits the news and I'm like trying to figure it out I don't know it's just like it it mystifies me like I guess yeah you know from, I, from the I, perspective I think this is like, why I, I think this is why we, yeah. we say it threatens the integrity of the market because it makes people think the stock market is just this big gambling thing where people are just trading shares and never really means anything and money's just flowing everywhere but. Underneath it, these are real companies that are paying real dividends that you want people to invest in the stock market, but you don't to want them to you know, returns, treat it as like a blackjack get, table. You, you want to give your money to a company that's going to, you give them $100, they'll give you $102 in a year, right? Like a hypothetical, like you're supposed to, it's what is a stock market, a stock a shares price is just what people are trading for. So like technically that's kind of like the underlying thing here. Right now there's just a mob of people who are just saying, hey, I'm trading this for $500. So that's currently what it costs. Right, but that's changing literally every second. What a price is based on volume, based on you know where where different whatever institutional shit is trading it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's mm -hmm. it's it is like the stock market just in general. It's not like I fucking understand it that perfectly. It's like it's hard to wrap your head around how it works. But it's amazing mm -hmm. how overnight Twitter became fresh off the back of becoming all becoming doctors overnight. They're all now professors of finance too. It's genius. Yeah, nuts. It, it sounds to me like, you know, you're saying this is bad for the market. This is the market's going to take a hit. And like, I, I think this is a one-time thing and I'm okay with the market taking a little hit for this, for the, for the common man. Let the common well, man have a win on this one. The SEC to just ignore the law. Yeah. That's the thing though. But, it sounds like the common. In the past, I feel. They, well, yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, I agree that they should prosecute these things more, but like, it's like, 
okay, this has been a lot in the past in smaller examples, and sometimes they prosecuted it, and sometimes they haven't. And now we have this explosion of the most public example of all time. Yeah, that's the, it's, it's, it's sometimes like, it might be hard to catch genuinely, but this is like, this is who doesn't know about this at this point? This is yeah. the most blatantly everyone on the planet knows about this. It, it sounds to me like this is, you know, the common man, like this is proof that the stock market is not a place for them. Like it's only for elite stock knowers because like the common man it's like you can't be an expert right so then you go on to reddit you go on to these things where it's like this is what we should do and it's like okay this is easy i'm gonna do this but then now that's bad for the stock market it's like how am i supposed to like do well in the stock market myself that's, you know? that's why we say it threatens the integrity right like a good investor would tell you you should just buy shares of a company you like and eat that dividend and just yeah, let it let grow it, slowly. Let them pay and instead, out. everyone's introduction to the stock market right now is, oh, it's this wild, cozy place where share prices rise. Yeah, like they get rich quick. Day. Yeah, and I've seen these things on Instagram that are like, oh, billionaires always say you should invest your money, and then oh wait, not like that, you know, for this. But I see what they're saying. Like you're kind of like discouraging normal people from getting involved because they think it's just this blackjack table and not like a place yes. to actually grow your money, which is bad. It's very yeah. bad. It's like, it's bad if they're there in this way. And it's bad if they're not there because then it, it's only a, a world for elites and then everybody's sort exactly. of jaded against exactly. stock market anyway. Right. And that's what I'm saying. That's my worst nightmare here is now this is, that's, I don't, I think the people at the end of this who left are left holding the bag are going to be everyday folks who thought this was some, oh, like we're sticking it to hedge funds. We're sticking it to the market and mm -hmm. they're going to no longer, they're going to say, just like I thought it was a scam. Just like I thought you know, no, it's a loser's game. And it's like, no, if you would have just put your 50 bucks into the freaking S&P 500 instead of this get rich quick scheme, you would be up money. You'd be up money, no question. So much of your fucking life is dependent, your future is dependent on the market operating. It's not just yours, it's pensions and 401ks and social security. They're all invested in the market and dependent at functioning somewhat correctly, you know? You want to protect investors against volatility and have the market be something that functions the way it's supposed to, but right. The companies know. that are getting the capital, and I, I know we hate, hate that word. The companies that are getting the capital are the ones who are generating from it, right? Not the ones that are about to go into bankruptcy. That's bad. That sucks. I do feel like there's a general sense that, yeah, that's how the system is designed to work, but a large group of people on multiple ends of the spectrum have felt like they have been shafted by that system. So mm -hmm. it, I see that middle, this is like a middle finger to them and yeah, they don't care. They, it's like, people don't care. It's like, some people aren't in it to make money. They're in it to say, fuck you. To yeah, I totally agree. Who I, it's working for. I, I did my part. Cause I, 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 I agree with you. I said, this is, this is a one-time thing. And this is what I'm saying. It's bothering me is people think that this could happen again. If they pump a stock it, this is the only time I've ever seen short interest go above 100%. What I would say is like an ideal thing here is, all right, just let this one slide. Let the common man get a win here and then regulate shorting so that it can never go above 80%. Which, short interest can never exceed 80%. It's, it's supposed to be regulated to not go 100%, but sometimes they mess up and sometimes yeah. they don't see it on the stock. And this is, this is a weird it. anomaly. That's like, yeah, people are like, oh, we figured out the game. The tables have turned. It's like you found a, a glitch in the matrix. Yes, but you didn't destroy mm -hmm. the matrix here. You haven't yeah. figured out how to but, stop the but, 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 but there is no the denying it. Alien it's also showing like we can crowdsource in. ourselves and do a pump and dump just like the hedge funds have done in the past and not gotten caught. Right, but the, peop but is, so the people who are, sure, who are sure. doing this like for the everyman, this is an F you to the system is like, Okay, so if you think doing this again is an F, you're just saying F you to each other. You're literally, you're just buying and selling from each other. And at the end of the day, somebody's going to be the one that bought it at its peak and lost it all. And it's not going to be 
the hedge fund that you think it was on every other one of these stocks besides GameStop. GameStop, you got them dead to rights. Their shorts are at their ankles. Love yeah. it. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't the, know. The it just seems like with so much money at stake. I know. It's like, but, how can there be a glitch? How can this happen? When there are like pensions in like 401ks and like people's like retirements, like somehow floating out there in the stock market and then just like Wild West shit like this happens. Right. Yeah, it well, really so does read like there's no rules. Well, if that's but one thing do, I, I want. Yeah. If those markets function correctly, then it's great. Then everyone slowly appreciates capital. We've seen the market rise so well in the past year or so. I mean, it, you know, yeah, it never out. stops. Growing. By the way, remember, We're pull back. I was just, I was just saying, and this is just me being a smug motherfucker here. Remember, just before I stopped, I stopped getting on Twitter. Like the last time I was, I was in it regularly in the DM was March. Remember, one of the last fucking things I said was, "Put your no. goddamn money into the market right now. This is where fortunes are made." Damn it, I was right. I don't remember that because we've been sharing so many tweets since then that it's my mind much. is all uh, kind of just a, a mumble jumble of bullshit. But Christian, so I actually, I would love to, if you guys would just entertain me for five minutes here, I'd love to get Please. into that just for a second of where you're saying that's like, sometimes I think that's very misunderstood by Twitter and Reddit in general. Is that like, yes, all this is on paper. And Alex will complete, like not totally disagree with me. When I just talk about like taxing in general, we talk about taxing, Jeff Bezos more, right? We tax when he shares, sells shares. You tax that, tax the shit out of it. But you can't just tax owning a stock. Like at what point do you tax it? At what share price? This is all on paper. It's like, this is a dumb metaphor, but I just used it to Chris to try and explain this is like, honestly, mm-hmm. in a, a weird, simple way. Imagine you got 32 teeth, right? And like one of them falls out and you sell it to somebody for five bucks. And he's like, holy shit, this is the best tooth I've ever seen in my life. Starts trading around. Eventually that tooth is worth a million dollars by, you know, I guess kind of like wealth tax logic, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, Christian, you have 31 teeth in your mouth. That's worth $31 million, you know, pay us 40%. And you're like, hold on. First of all, these are my 31 teeth. B, why now? Why don't you wait till they're worth $2 million and then try Why not? Why don't you do it at $100? The point is that you tax it when it's sold. So there's a definitive, here's exactly how much cash I gained from this thing. So like when we say like Jeff Bezos has too much wealth, I'm like, dude, like I totally agree. And I know that, but it's on paper. The only reason he's worth that much is because other people are trading his tooth, the shares yeah, of his stock around for what they say it's valued. It's not like he's the one saying, hey, my stock is $3,000 a share. Everyone else is saying that. And they're like, hey, we'll buy it from you for $3,000 per share. And everyone's like, hey, fuck you. Like you're too rich. It's like, okay, well, what if tomorrow uh, Amazon went bankrupt? He'd have $0. It's not like this is cash, you know, shoved up his But it's butt not going like, to go bankrupt. No, it's not. I know. And that's why, like, I understand you could say, Maybe like, all right, maybe at a certain threshold, you like force people to liquidate some of their shares or something. I mean, I don't know how it works. I, 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 I know what you're saying. Like, like he's, he's rich on paper. He's not cash rich. I think there's also the idea that like, oh, a company that's like, you know, at the top of the game or not like Amazon and Apple and Facebook, they're never going to lose it. Look at a company like GE. 20 years ago, everyone said, oh, like they're one of the double one stocks, the stock market. They're never going to lose it. We should tax their net worth. They're collapsing right now right yeah. GE is not doing well at all and you would have yelled at that ceo and taxed his net worth when it was super high but they've collapsed since then it's not like people who are this wealthy are going to stay that wealthy forever i'm not saying amazon is going anywhere anytime soon but your net worth doesn't stay there you might lose money he might gain money but when do you tax it when he sells that i think that's the only way you can do it and i'm not saying there's not people aren't way too rich and that there isn't a lot of shady yeah. shit that happens board members stock rewards etc i know there's stuff bad but i just i get so annoyed with the just kind of like the i don't have like blind but just like blanket kill the rich like whatever it's like okay mm-hmm. so when you do that well then the wealth you thought like you were gonna be 
grabbing, it's not there. It's on paper. It's not like you go kill Jeff Bezos and take his stuff that it's like, oh, there was a hundred billion dollars of cash sitting there. It's like, it's no, shares, there was, there was yeah. like probably like $10 million of cash sitting there. And the rest of it was on paper. It was just stuff that he owned that now who has it? Like what? It's like, it's, it's, you know, you but can't, like, it's just a blanket the, statement doesn't work. The wealth that he, you know, is report, purported to have, like that has power, right? Like even right. if he doesn't have it literally in a closet in his house, to, like the, the equity or whatever yeah, to, that to, has to, power. Yeah. But, but, but to utilize that power, he has to sell. I mean, you can't, can't just throw shares at someone. He has to sell shares to generate cash. That and to someone has power, to give him which the he gets cash for the shares. Time. There has to be a buyer, a buyer on the other end of the sale. You got a capital gains tax should be higher, but you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know how, how to tax the rich as much as I fervently believe it should be done. I just know that right. like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It just seems like the, the stock market and equity and like all of this like estate stuff, it's money that's just floating in the air that I can't see and that somehow has power, but at the same time, apparently it doesn't have power. It's not even there. And it's like, it can't be both ways, you know? Money can't rule everything if it's invisible. And yet it does when the stock market is always going up and always going up and everybody's getting rich at the top, but then like workers haven't gotten a wage increase in like 30 years or whatever. Right. It's, like, it's, it that's that's a sense. hill that I'll die on. That's a hill I'll die on on the left side is pay people freaking more everybody should yeah. collect we should collectively benefit from the market continuing to rise we should all be paid enough to save money granted if you get paid enough and you don't save it i don't have sympathy for you f off most people don't get paid enough if you get paid a decent thing you should have retirement you know a retirement account 401k decently funded you should be able to save your own money and put it in you should have 50 bucks you should have put it in and say wow i'm at 55 bucks now i'm an investor um, you know, be able to put it in your profile, your Twitter profile, investor, making mm -hmm. bank, whatever. Mm -hmm. like, so like, so my, let people understand. My, my, my response would be that while wages haven't risen that fast, the amount that employers are spending on their employees has actually kept very steady with inflation. It's just that so much more of employers' money is going to covering things like healthcare. The cost of healthcare in this country is absolutely robbing workers of their wages because companies are spending still a ton on their employees, the same as they were 30 years ago. Like it's risen with inflation but they're spending all that money on health insurance instead. So that's been a huge thing that's been sucking away at wages for as long as we can, you know, for the last 30, 40 years. It's just the cost of mm -hmm. healthcare. And we can well, all but, look at whatever yeah. graphs we want to support whatever goddamn opinion we have. That's why, like one thing I just, I just wish people weren't so blanket statement. It's like, this shit is convoluted as hell. Like, you know, the fact that we have a society in the first place is pretty damn cool. It's pretty fucking wild. <laughs> like that we have rules and live in a money. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We don't like, there's like this like weird, like opinion that it's like, there's a way that everything is supposed to be. Like there's a, been a society in the past that was like yeah. perfect. And we know how it works. It's like, dude, we're figuring this out as we go. It's just like, I'm on drugs thing I ever said, but like every second we're alive, we're further into the future than anybody's ever been. We are figuring this shit out. It is try to learn things from the past, but- it's imperfect. We know that. Like, no one's saying that, but stop acting like, you know, not you. I'm saying you, you general, you general. Stop acting like you fucking know exactly how things should be, exactly what's the right thing. I'm like, eh, try and figure it out. Figure it out for your, fend for yourself. Yeah, I generally feel there is more optimism around uh, and that the internet seems to centralize a lot of negativity because that is more provocative. Yeah, it agreed. is more, you know, engaging to the algorithm, which then keeps people involved more and then they can sell advertising on it, which then funds it. But yeah, like, you know, we're talking into a machine that is going to automatically record everything and then I can press a button and then anyone in the world can listen to it. That is like an amazing achievement. And, you know- Where's Steve Ballmer? Pretty freaking cool, huh? Pretty freaking cool. 
But I do think it is generally frustrating for people to see a high level of unemployment, a bleak perspective mm-hmm. of what a future job market looks like with automation, and then simultaneously see stock prices rising through the roof. They don't feel like they're getting their fair share. And this is like a way to fight back. And then when they're fighting back, then the rugs pulled out from underneath them. I can see yeah. how that could be a frustrating experience. No, I agree. And, and that's right. that's one where I also, I think I go a little bit left or on. I think one of my issues with jobs and automation in the future is like, like, okay, I do think it's like good to have kind of like an upward pressure on people to like, all right, you know, learn a new trade. I, I hate to, the generic thing, like learn to code, right? It's like, okay, I, I, it's yeah. good that we- Become a master of science. Like me. That said, I don't like the like kind of like assumption that say in 10 years, all jobs are automated. It's like, it's going to sound like mean or something. I'm like, I'm not sure everybody is capable of learning to code. You know what I mean? Like there, there needs to be or, or minimal something or something like that. I mean, well, what do you mean they shouldn't have to? Like we automate tons of shit. It's good that we automated it. Like I'm glad that the only thing that still uses uh, as many cashiers is Trader Joe's. Like I'm glad instead we got rid of that and we have self-scan and pay for everything online. It's wonderful. I was going to say that's a bad, oh, that's bad. That got automated. That sucks because, you know, some people had to find new jobs. I'm going to say that doesn't suck. They found new jobs. That's why unemployment exists, right? Well, yeah, but nobody wants to be unemployed. Nobody wants to have to find a new job, you know? Right, I know. I mean, these things are are obviously, that's like, and that's one thing, oh, like the free market will figure it out. It's like, yeah, free market's kind of slow sometimes. You know, people, like, it's like like housing prices. Like, oh, yeah, you know, well, if they charge too much, then they'll just move out. It's like, I don't know. People don't want to move out. It's kind of a big pain in the ass. So I don't know that the free market takes care of that as quickly as you think it does. But in a vacuum over a million years, Yes, I believe it would, but in that million years, a bunch of people died while they're getting, mm-hmm. you know, pushed out or whatever. Like that sucks. My point again, very convoluted. There's a lot, a lot of shit going on here, a lot of moving parts. Here's my my money question. And I think we're all wondering how many people talking on this podcast right now made money on GameStop. Oh, Mike raised his hand. Mike raised his hand. I, I'm not I believe in the integrity of the market, so I'm not gonna buy into I it. Played, are you serious? Part. Yeah, please serious. I, I actually I, I, I'm gonna go ahead. I, I was like, myself. I know this is a bubble. If I could do anything, I would short it, but I'm not dumb enough to short it. So I'm just gonna sit and watch. And it. shorting is way too expensive right now. Yeah. But Mike, you made money. Yeah. So you I, you yeah, bought you know it. It wasn't. It, but yeah, it certainly wasn't because you know whatever. I, I granted, you know, like I said, I, I think let this one kind of more or less slide. You know, figured out to SEC get him. Yeah, like a little bit. But mm-hmm. I I said, wow, I bet you uh, this thing's taking off on Twitter and Reddit. I guarantee you, people are going to actually pump this. So. Let's get in now, and people are gonna. It's like you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily uh, trying to predict the future value of GameStop. I'm trying to predict the future that other people are gonna pay me for it, or pay will pay for it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I make, think I didn't make much. I put in forty bucks. <laughs> it's not like I, not like I was, uh, you know, going on some insane big bet here. Yeah, if if these are the rules of the stock market, you can get in and make like free money. You might as well. It's supposed to be not the rules. a pump and dump. It's supposed to be illegal. Right. But yeah, I'm just saying, like Mikey, I, I don't so know. That's, you don't have to be why, sheepish about wall, like, this wall. Oh no, yeah, I, I would be embarrassed about it. I was like, I'm just not buying it because I think it was a bad value proposition. I was like, this is a bubble. I'm not gonna buy it. No, I was just, <laughs> I was just it. checking the trending tweets. It was like, wow, that many people are tweeting about this is going. This is gonna happen. All right, I'll come I, along for the ride. Take me with you, boys. I really considered it, and and then I remembered that I bought Litecoin, the cryptocurrency, at like four hundred dollars. A coin or whatever, like you know, back in what 2017 when the Bitcoin surge, like it was the biggest frenzy since you know. I mean, obviously, yeah, recently it's tulips, a, uh, resurgence. But I was the one who was caught with the bag in that scenario, and yeah. I 
didn't want to make that mistake again. Which which one is well, which one is Dogecoin is surging right now. Yeah, so, Doge, yeah Doge, so that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's another one. It's like somebody's the one that's buying it at the top here, and it's definitely not institutional I mean, people. I mean, this is <laughs> another thing. It's it like it was really created as a joke, and now it's surging. It's again like a middle figure to the system. Like we can fucking get rich too. We're just you're not getting the, the system. You're getting yeah, exactly. each other. You're, you're hurting get each, each other. other. People. That's the strategy behind Good Boy Coin. I created a cryptocurrency called Good Good Boy Coin. There are 19 of them. I own 17. And oh wow! Okay, where are the other two? The person who helped me make them owns them. Now, but because you don't, because you don't dictate the price of these, can I ask what they're trading for on the free market? <laughs> well, so far they haven't traded on the market, okay. but right. so they're still privately held. But I do assume that there's somebody out there who would want to buy a coin that showed that they were a good boy, because there are a lot of a lot of bad guys out there who they need to prove that they're not as bad as they think they are. Hey, Brian, can, can who, 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 who has the other two? Uh, it's my friend Alex. All right, tell Alex I'll pay him $2 million per coin. So you now have a net worth of $34 million, Brian. Congratulations. How do you feel? Uh, you're I bad boy. Now, 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 you, now you're bad boy. Yeah, now now that you're I'm, a bad boy. The coin now that I'm a multimillionaire, I don't want this capital gains thing that you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, now, and, now you're, and now you're not a good boy anymore. Because now you're a bad boy. You're too rich. Bad boy. On paper. On paper. Right. What do you mean? What do you mean you created a coin, Brian? You, you drew it on a piece of paper and you said this exists now? It's in my cryptocurrency wallet as good boy coin. You can Google it. You can see that there are 19 shares that were, you know, I wanted to call it GBC-19 and kind of get into the, you know, the dash 19 game that seems nice. to be hot this year. But uh, that was, you can't really rebrand a coin after it's minted. Is there a real coin, Brian, that I can flip in my hands? You know, it, it's similar to Jeff. Who's Jeff? Bezos. Oh, Bezos. I'm, I'm, Brian, I, I, did you actually, I'm confused. Are you able, are people able to just make their own coins? You can make your own coin. I don't know I, I how. Googled, I googled yeah. good boy coin and there's just one Reddit post saying what the hell are good boy coins. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> not me. That's another okay. thing. See, now that would have been some pump and dump right there. Brian creates a <laughs> creates a coin and then goes and spreads about it on Wall Street Bets. It's like, hey, buy this, buy good boy coin. Now that's a pump and dump. Brian, are they? Is this Reddit thread talking about you? No, that's a different thing. Because they say it's connected to the Proud Boys, and now I'm worried I, okay, about. I, I just read that too. <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> The listeners at home can't see it, but I, we're on a Zoom and I have pulled up my Bitcoin slash cryptocurrency wallet. This is actually traded on the Ethereum exchange. Ah. Right? I don't know if I use that phrase correctly. And uh, you can see that there is, in fact, good boy coins and that I own 17 of them. It's, that's, yes. no, that's, that's a, that's a can it. of worms. I will, I will still, I will have absolutely no part of that. I, I, don't, I will not pretend to understand any of that, the, the Bitcoin stuff. I don't have any. I'm not interested in it. I don't get it. But oh, I know I have $25 of Ethereum. That I think now is worth like forty dollars. So, little Bitcoin millionaire over here. Yeah, uh, explaining how the ledger works in Bitcoin—that'll be a whole nother podcast. My brother has a bunch it? of Bitcoin. I sure don't understand it. I don't get. I don't understand. And you know, and you know what? Just, just you know what separates me from Reddit? I don't understand it. I won't speak on it. I won't. Ooh, wow. I, I won't. I won't speak on it. I don't understand that's, it. Let me refer to the experts. Let me refer to people who actually know what they're talking about. That's so brave. That's so brave you know, of you, Mike. As some might say, just because I love I love stirring shit up here. I'm listening to the science. I'm listening to the scientists. Well, you are a master of science now. Yeah, data analytics. Yeah, ask me about data shit. I'll, I'll talk your ear off about it. I'm good at it. What you want to talk? Python, R, SQL, Tableau? What you want? Damn, data cast. Data, um, I'm, a little data, I'm a little data cat over here. Data dog. Data whore. That's Mike. Are you guys, is, um, is your school still uh, entirely online? 
We've been hybrid, which means that half the kids are in person and half the kids are on a Google Meet. And they do they like alternate or? Yes, they yeah. alternate. So like everybody goes into school two days a week, but it's it's like alternating days basically. So Friday, as a Fridays teacher. Are all online, everyone's online. Wednesdays are all online. Wednesdays, okay, I like the split. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. But as a teacher, then that means that I'm like up at the front of the room and I'm talking to my real class, but I also have to be in front of my computer because half yeah, my class yeah. is looking That's- at me. Our, 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 our classes are the same way. And yeah, it's like a weird thing where the teacher yeah. keeps like looking down at their big screen and then like remembering they have five people actually in the class and like coming up and like having to divide it. It's, it's like a weird dynamic, but it's rough. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I, I assume it's pretty challenging. It is challenging. And it's like, it makes me so excited for teaching next year because if we're all back in person and everything's normal again, it's like, damn, we're going to be able to do so much good shit. Like we can do actual group work. We can do like group projects. Like right now, it's like kind of hard to do that because you can't yeah. get that close. And so anyway, I'm very excited for that. Group yeah. projects are a total waste of time for our class at this point. But yeah, we try them, especially just like, all right, there's four questions. Everybody do one of them and put a bit of a Google Doc. <laughs> What's the virtual edition of The Dog Ate My Homework? How do you get out of stuff? It's usually uh, my Wi-Fi um, is not router working. every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then it's work. like, how did you send me this email? Though, so, data. My phone. Right. No, data. Like, yeah. When your internet goes out, your phone. Like you can send emails from your phone. Easy. Yeah, I've used, but, that. I've used that before. And my Wi-Fi has generally gone out for like a day, and I've just done stuff from my phone. But but sixth graders don't always have phones, and they have iPads yeah. that only connect to Wi-Fi. So it's they, like, they uh, have okay. so yeah, yeah, some of them Most, do, yeah. for sure. But yeah, no, it's it's weird. I can't imagine grad school online. That would suck. You're paying like it's, so much money for that, and then it's, it's a kind of not a total waste. But like the experience of the NBA is is very uh, washed right now. Yeah. like it's it's supposed to be a lot of like uh, you know networking, whatever, getting together and getting to know each other really well and debating, blah blah blah. And it's like now it's just kind of like everybody on Zoom, cameras off. Thankfully. What I, what I will love, and I'll, I'll do a little uh, commercial for, for WashU here, that we did that uh, global immersion thing, the very first thing in our program in 2019. So mm-hmm. everyone in my class is extremely close. Like there was no one I didn't meet, didn't get to know really well. So I'm very fortunate in that sense. When you uh, say global other schools immersion, that are, are larger you... classes and are starting and are all, you know, all virtual the entire time, it's like, damn, you guys really are not going to get to know each other well. And that sucks like a lot. And so like, I've gotten to know everybody well. You know, we're still hanging out, having a great time. It's it's fine, but the class below us, I feel I feel very bad. <laughs> we're like trying to organize, you know, like virtual social networking thing. This, yeah, it, it is. Sucks. It's literally it's like, oh, you yeah. go click on this table. Like now, I'm sitting at this table, and there's a virtual DJ there, and like, no, like, what? Like, oh yeah, I'm dancing. No. Oh yeah, we're dancing. Yeah, yeah. It's like Dude. it's uh, it's it's very uncomfortable, and it's like, all right, hey, what's your name? All right, I'm gonna to go to another table. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> it is what it is. You know, it is. It is. We're all working on it, but yeah. Like I finished my teacher's program in the spring of 2020, so the last like three months of our classes were online, which was like sucked. But we had everything in person before that, like you, Mike. And the, yeah, I can't imagine. It's like, how do you learn to be a teacher like without literally going into classrooms and like student teaching? Like, I mean, if you're teaching uh, online, then you can learn to teach online. But they're not going to be teaching online. You know, they're. Well, they're going to be in classrooms yeah. eventually. I don't know. It's just like, I was going to say, like med school was awful virtually. Yeah. Like, how did you, you can't see patients virtually? I yeah. Mean, how you did can you do for, like, patient stuff? Refills. They had us out of rotations. You were like, out while, of the hospital right? for a few months. And like, we said like online vignettes where you would just like read about what the patient presented with. Yeah. I learned anything. I mean, if you're not seeing a patient and doing a physical exam, what are you learning? But for the right. first, the first like six months or whatever, you were still in person. Oh yeah. I, I didn't miss anything major, but the class after us, like definitely like, 
badly impacted by it. Like eventually yeah. they got back to the hospital. I'm like, you're not going to learn surgery. You're not going to learn how to deliver a baby virtually. You're just, you're not. Right. Right. Mm, yeah. What a cost. That sucks. Brian, how's the pandemic treating you? You've heard all of our stories. Well, I watched Tom Brady go to the Super Bowl with my pants around my ankles, not my shorts, because I didn't participate in the market, and an ice pack on my penis because That's right. I got jalapeno ju- juice on my hands. I didn't wash my hands. I used the bathroom. Yes, didn't think about he's doing it. it. Yes. And then I was in serious pain. My uh, my penis was burning for about an hour and a half. Yes. Hannah told me that one of the solutions she looks up online is that you could put hand sanitizer on it because it's alcohol. And I, I wanted nothing to do with that. So I just kind of sat through. Uh, she, you might hear in the background, she asked if I was telling a jalapeno story uh, and she might come down and chime in a little bit. I'm not really sure, but uh, yeah. Okay. Hannah's coming in. She's going to pop in. You didn't put the hand sanitizer on. Ryan, you could have done a little experimenting with hand sanitizer. I think that was a missed opportunity. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Hannah. Hi, guys. Can you give us your version of this story? They've asked for your version of the story. I'll corroborate everything. Okay. Okay, wow. Brian, what were you eating? Were you eating some jalapeno poppers or something? Hannah had made some chicken salsa thing in a crock pot. And I was, okay, uh, chili verde. And I was gonna, I was like, oh, I want to add value as well. So I made some guacamole. And I was like, I'm going to chop up some jalapenos. We didn't actually even end up eating the jalapenos due to my incident. You know, you don't want to eat it. You don't want to, what's the metaphor? Like the thing that hurts you. Yeah. Yeah. The next morning when I uh, went in to put contacts on, I had washed my hands like a hundred times. It still burned my eyes. And I actually was like late to a job interview because I, my eyes were on fire. Uh, solution there is obviously, you know, get ready more than 10 minutes before your video call. On that note, the pandemic isn't treating me that great, but it's not that bad. It's just, you know, I'm just kind of stagnant. The end. Just getting jalapeno on your balls and chilling. Christian, you're still, you're still in the classroom all four days that you're doing the, that people are online, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. But we're all masked up. So I've, I've opted for in class. A lot of people in my class opted for all virtual. I opted for, for in-person. Uh, yeah, just way better, but to each their own. Mm-hmm. Do you get mm-hmm. vaccinated as a school worker? Yeah, we are currently like in line or something. I don't know. I filled out a survey with the state for educators Friday that was like, do you want the vaccine? And I was like, yes. And they're like, what school do you work at? So I think I'll be on a short list, but I don't know. It's unclear right now, but hopefully soon. Yeah. We're like required to get it. I'm going back to the hospital March 8th. I have to get it like sometime before then. So eventually we would have to go back to Cleveland and go get vaccinated. You have to Cleveland. Go, you're in St. Louis now. Why do you have to go to Cleveland to get vaccinated? I mean, I could go to school. Well, I mean, I could try to get vaccinated here, but it's generally done by like the med school itself. And like, they're not going to do them in Missouri. So you go to school in Cleveland. I go to school in Cleveland. Yeah. Are you going to be at the Cleveland clinic? Yeah, I will be. That's what I did on my rotations. Well, and that's, that's, that's what we're hoping he matches into tomorrow. Yeah, is, we'll find out. I think you're number one. Yes. Cross. Yeah, number one. Because that, that clinic rules, right? Like really it's good. really good. It's yeah. a really good hospital. It, it kind of like set my standard really high for hospitals. And then going to other ones, I was like, oh, wait. I, like, I started off at the very top, and now I'm kind of working my way down. But yeah, Cleveland Clinic is phenomenal. Yeah, well, we have the Mayo Clinic here. So I don't even think about the Cleveland Clinic. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't enter my mind. That's we have right. the Central Park Field Hospital. We have the like Central it. Park Field Hospital. I, why am I fucking that up? I'm gonna edit, I'm editing this. So I, I'm gonna get it right, and you guys are gonna know that I. Well, we have the right. Central Park Field Hospital. There you go. <laughs>
We have, um, we have Wash U's was, was the first one to develop the uh, saliva, saliva, whatever test. We had to basically do that every like two weeks. We thank got, you, Wash so I I've gotten one brain tickler test and then I never tested it again. Have so. you seen that? Uh, I don't know how accurate it is. I saw a story that in China they're doing anal tests for COVID. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Is that legit? How sure does that any any like mucous membrane in your body, your nose, your mouth, your any anywhere I think you could probably do a test. I don't know why you do the anus. Like there's no reason to. Unless you're into it. Why? I'd get tested and then go to the back of the line and put on a mustache and get the back of the line. <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't got tested yet. Oh, test again, please. <laughs> All right. Well, Never thanks for listening, safe. everybody. Brian, do you have anything else to add? I was just gonna say that. I know Mike is releasing his project, Alex Howison, in June, July. Is there a uh, a sample that we could play for the listeners who've stuck around? Yeah, do you want, do you want me to send it to you? Well, I, I think you would have uh, to Mike, play it right we now. Mike, we have it. It's about to yeah, be played. It's, it's about to play. Yeah, but how do I how do I how do I share it? Do you, like you just no. Uh, you, we'll, 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 we'll put it into post. Yeah, well, I didn't. I, I don't want to do the whole thing. I just want to give you give you a little taste. Then I, send I, us I, a I snapshot. Got, here we go. Here I got. I got three. I got three. One's Lola, just kind of like alt rock normal. One's very like singer songwriter, kind of lame feelings, and one's a pretty hard banger, but doesn't have vocals in it yet. I'd say okay, well, uh, let's go with the lame one. The lame one. All right. I'll embarrass. I'll embarrass myself on this one. No, no, not really. But Christian, what were you gonna say? I'll, I'll I'll send you a clip of it. I'm just excited for you know the knowledge of power. Are we have been chasing clout our whole career, and finally we get a world exclusive from one Mike Howison, I think we've arrived. If you guys, you guys want me to get back in Twitter, I will, but it, for my blood pressure, I couldn't do it anymore. Twitty, it's too much. I couldn't do it anymore. Too stupid. Just stay in the DM, Mike. I, We're and I cool. Will, I will, okay, I will, I will slowly, like a groundhog, peeking his head out of the ground just to, just to maybe see if, just maybe he's willing to come out of his shell. I will peek, I will peek in around and be prepared for me to be extremely irked with some of the dumb things please. that are shared and how I could please explain to you how this is Twitter being dumb as F as Gan. Please. We would love it. Um, Bernie and Andrew Yang would love it. You know, they're in the DM too. They haven't really piped up, but hopefully, you know, maybe they're just waiting for you, Mike. So. Oh, okay. All right. Well then I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. Good. Good. Feel free to cool. add, um, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Green. Did I say that right? Don't add Marjorie Taylor Green. Don't add Q&A she might actually contribute. I think it'd be What's good to the, have a diverse perspective in there. Who's who's that? What's the hubbub? What's the big deal? Let me let me she's find out just, how it's not as big a deal as it's being made out to be, and it's probably pretty stupid. Let's go. She's the QAnon person. You you'll oh, get. Okay, that's stupid. All right, if she's generally QAnon, that's stupid. They're, yes. they're they're out to lunch. Okay. Wait, well, is she is she a politician or something? Mike, you're gonna get mad, so um, we should cut it off here. She's yes, she's like literally got elected to Congress. So all right, Alex, I will look her up and formate my response. Closing thoughts on GameStop, the markets, the music, anything? The music's really everything good, for sure. I want you to listen to ZP. In terms of the markets, yeah, I think I get where everyone's coming from that they're using the same manipulations that hedge funds have used for years to make money. But I don't like it being done on such a public level, and I get why the SEC is combating it. I don't think that people should lose faith in the stock market. I think everyone should be trying to invest their money if they can. It's a great thing. It's good for the country. Yeah. And my, my last comment would be that please be on the lookout. There's going to be so many snake oil salesmen coming out now. Yeah. You're going to get so much. Next GameStop. Here's the next GameStop. Here's the next GameStop. Do not, please do not listen. This is an anomaly. That is a get-rich-quick scheme. That's mm-hmm. somebody who owns that stock, wants you to pump it up so they can sell it. 
don't listen to it. People are going to come out of the woodworks. The snakes are coming. What about Robinhood? Do you still use it? What would you recommend if not? I, I love course. their functionality, honestly. I like I I do stuff on Robinhood and I also have a brokerage account on Vanguard and the functionality on Robinhood is just so smooth, clean. I thought I think this sucks. They got they got caught with their hands kind of tied here. This was a, a shitty situation. If you remove this from the equation, I think they've done I, such a I, good job educating people yes about and no. I, investing. I will also say I, I like them. The fact that they sell user data to no. other hedge funds and like those hedge funds can use like like market orders and stuff like that. They can they sell that data to hedge funds and they can use that to trade and profit. It's probably not chill. Like there probably needs to be regulation around that about selling user data to other funds. So I have a feeling there's gonna be something around that. I don't think we've seen the end of like commission free trading, but that's yeah, I do that's think there's more regulation about. about who you can sell the data that your clients are using. I'm not, I'm not defending that. Too. I'm not defending that at all. Whatever the selling of, of order flows to hedge funds. If that's what enables free trading, then I tolerate it. Because free trading <laughs> yeah. is, is extremely, extremely nice. Zero commissions, everything. There has to be some source of revenue. I get that. I figured it was something like that. So it's not the end of the world. But I would be very, very disappointed if this led to regulations around order flows so much that they would have to end free trading. That would that really disappoint me. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Alex. I just want to take this last moment here to announce that knowledge is power. We will be going public. Um, <laughs> our IPO is very soon and we are going on a rocket ship to the moon. So get in now, uh, all our listeners. Um, very smart. Ground floor. Does, does that include the good boy coin as well? Is that included in the IPO? The good boy coin is not included. That's a separate entity. Okay. But mm. it does give you access to someone who might be able to sell you the good boy coin, which if that increases the value and that's legal, then I would like that to be known. And if it's not legal, then it's not a, an offering. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Oh, and one more thing, Mike, what's the name of the song that's about to play that we have? I don't know. I don't have a full, a full figure for it. I think, oh God, I think I'm going to name it. And this is going to be the worst Twitter person in the world off of a reference from a David Foster Wallace book that, yeah. uh, that I, that very much resonated with me off of a passage called dark figures, but I'll send it to you. Nice. Dark figures. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the world premiere of dark figures. Hit it. All right, everyone. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you.
Darling, please don't let them keep you away. 